Why is it that some people seem to have all of the time in the world to do the things that they want to do, while others struggle with zero time or freedom to truly have a life? Welcome to The Unshackled Life with Aaron Young. We're here to help you take your time back and start thinking about how to work smarter and have more fun. Now, here's your host, Aaron Scott Young. Hey everybody, once again, this is Ian Wynn. I am standing in for Aaron Young, the unshackled owner himself. He is still traveling, you know, doing what he does. And I just wanted to uh, to say thank you guys for being here one more time. Uh, we will have a guest on the second piece of the show. So make sure you guys stick around, pay attention to that, because that is going to be a really, really interesting conversation that we're going to have by way of um, you know, I've worked with the guy. He's uh, he's got a really interesting business, and uh, you know, on on some level, he's he's in the process of transitioning into kind of what uh, the core of what Aaron talks about. So make sure you guys stick around and come back from that uh, for that. So you are listening to the Unshackled Life. Uh, I am your stand-in host, as I said, Ian Wynn. I am the president of Chasing Limitless, which is a consulting firm focused on growth. And that's you know, when, we, when we're talking about growth and we're talking about business. Uh, that is the focus of my organization. We help companies grow and expand. And so, you know, I figured that that's what we could talk about today. Aaron's got a great pool of expertise and with what he does is business in, in general and all of the nuances of people who want to take their business from, you know, a couple hundred thousand or a couple million to, you know, that whatever that next level is for you or for them. And so, you know, today we're going to focus on, you know, what does it take to take your business from a million dollars to five million, or five million dollars to ten or fifteen million, and and what will where we'll start, which is a really really interesting place, is absolutely that you cannot do it alone. We touched on this a little bit last week, and and I I, I am unable to in any way shape or form, or let me rephrase that actually, it is so critically important to acknowledge that you're not going to be able to do it alone. And now don't get me wrong, I know people who make millions of dollars and they're, you know, they're a solo consultant or they're a solo coach or, you know, they 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 do it on their own. However, oftentimes those same people are are the complete opposite of what we're talking about here on the unshackled life. Right? They are entirely shackled. They're scheduling everything. They're trying to manage their time. They're trying to do a little bit of everything, and they're not doing a great job of doing it. Uh, even if they're making millions of dollars, you know, in, in the world that we're talking about here, it's you have to you have to have a life beyond your business because you know that's you, you can make a huge impact. You can have such a massive footprint that you leave behind whenever whenever you leave. Um, and you can do it while having fun, and you can do it while living the life you love, and and that's that's what we want to talk about. It's it's how do you get there, and and one of the ways you get there is is just fully acknowledging that you're not going to be able to do it by yourself. If and when you want to leave or live a life where you can pick up and go travel, where you are the master of your life as opposed to being shackled by your business. And, you know, I, I talk with Aaron, uh, you know, frequently and, you know, we, we both talk to a lot of business owners and it's such a common, common occurrence that you may be doing great. You may be having the financial success. And what happens when, 
your you know your 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 marriage is on the rocks or you don't have your health is deteriorating or you really have just lost the passion for what you're doing those are things that i hear all of the time people commenting about saying you know i i, I you know my business is going great and you know like I, I don't i don't really have time to spend with my kids that i hear that all the time and there's there's to, there's absolutely access to being able to spend the time with your kids, have the business, uh, and what we're gonna how we're gonna get there today is one with people, two with growth. Uh, you know, oftentimes in my business, what we do is we we help companies take their business to that next level. You know, they'll they'll come to us and maybe they're in a turnaround situation where uh, you know they're they're you know negative on monthly revenue or they just lost a ton of people, or, you know, their product is antiquated, their messaging, their marketing, whatever's, whatever is going on, you know, that they've, they've had a leadership change. They bring us in and, and we solve problems through growth. Now, when, when, when we're talking about growth, it's not just let's throw people at the problem. It's how do we grow smart? How do we grow in the right way? How do we grow with with the right? How do we how do we get the right kind of growth for the business? You know, because not all growth is good growth. And and so when we're talking about growth, let me let me be specific. We're talking about money. We're talking about revenue. We're talking about the amount of dollars that are in your bank account. So the first thing that we want to talk about in that regard is you know looking at the first thing that we talk about is is always pricing. Let's evaluate the pricing. What does your pricing look like? Do you have the right kind of pricing structure to actually, you know, take your business from where it's at to, uh, you know, that that next level? Do you are you charging enough to bring on the right kind of clients? We see that all the time. Whether you're a product, whether you're a service, whatever it is, people all of the time try to reduce their costs with the hope, with the dream. Or with sometimes the counsel from others that that is the solution to grow their business. If I lower my prices, I know that it, that that if and when I lower my prices, I'll get more clients. And and I'm just here to tell you that I have found that to not be true. I have actually found that to be completely inverse. You know that that when you actually increase your pricing, and I have a I have a great story that I'll tell you about that here in a second. When you increase your pricing. When you're looking at your business, you're saying, okay, well, we, how, how can we facilitate growth? And maybe you don't have a ton of money to toss into growth. Maybe you don't have, you know, the, the millions of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars, depending upon where you're at, to, on a month-to-month basis, to toss into, you know, any of the marketing initiatives that you have. So what I want to give you from the time that we're going to spend here today is absolutely some tools, some tricks some tips that you can use that you can take back to your business today and start to you know see it grow see it start to expand without having to spend a ton of money and so one of the ways we go about doing that it's it's I, mean, I call it lean if you guys are familiar with lean startup methodology we we've translated that into every aspect of your business not just in the technical development but you can really look at it as almost like a kaizen a constant improvement cycle and so as you're as you're looking at your business you look at the numbers you're looking at your pricing, so we're talking about pricing, as opposed to cutting your pricing by a third or 10%, I would challenge you, and, and there are many others like myself that would challenge and advise, that you potentially increase your pricing. And you increase your pricing, and what that does is that totally changes the value perception that people have related to your company, 
related to your product. Uh, I don't know about you, but but personally, I know the quality of the content that I'm going to get. If I'm going to go to a McDonald's, it's going to it's consistent, which is important. But it's it's just a McDonald's burger. Some people love it, some people hate it. We're not talking about that, but it is it is you get what you pay for. You know, you're going to get a burger, you're going to get a soda, and you know by volume they're able to offer it at a certain price, and it's it's um the quality is appropriate with the price. Now, when you look at higher-end burger shops, you know, up here in the Pacific Northwest, we have something called Burgerville. Uh, you know, their baseline pricing is well different than, than a McDonald's or a Jack in the Box or a Burger King or whatever it may be. And, and they're able to command that pricing uh, because their brand, their brand message, and their brand identity is, is different than the, the McDonald's and the Burger Kings, if you will. They have their burgers start at eight dollars, you know, seven, eight dollars, and they go up from there as opposed and it's still a fast food place, right? You're not gonna go in there and you're not gonna get a, a 99 cent hamburger. I'm not sure, but I don't even think they have one. And so, you know, as you're looking at your business, you're saying, how am I gonna be able to take where I'm at now and start to increase my revenue to create a cash flow opportunity where I'm able to reinvest that into future growth? The first thing that we start with is looking at your past customers. So looking at your past customers, identifying what their needs are, and then offering them the opportunity to re-engage with you at that higher price point. So the strategy is uh, you, you don't necessarily need to start, you shouldn't start with acquiring new customers. New customer acquisition is costly. It, it takes money to bring those people on, and if you don't have it, don't, don't use your effort and your energy to focus on them. Initially, to create an influx of cash flow, review your current customers and your past customers. You then, after evaluating those, this is actually turning a little bit different from a radio show to, uh, you know, really what I do in my day-to-day business. So, um, you know, take notes if you guys want. And, and, and I know it's incredibly valuable information. Uh, and it's only as valuable as your willingness to to implement it within your day-to-day business. So with that being said, I will continue. So you're going to take a list of your past customers or your current customers. You're going to, you know, you can survey them in any variety of ways. We're not going to get into the nuances. And, and from there, what we're going to do is you're going to subsequently offer them services that are aligned with what you currently offer at a higher price point. Let's call it 20% more. So I had mentioned to you a story that I was going to tell you. And, and so here, let me go ahead and do that. When I first started my, um, my second business, uh, you know, I really didn't know what I was doing still. I had total failure on my first. And, and I started this company, and, and I have a deep background in data analytics. And one of the things I learned through that was understanding consumer interactions through data. And I said, well, hey, you know, this was years and years ago. And, and so it was a little bit newer at the time, much newer. And I, I took the opportunity to say, you know, people could really use an expert's, an expert eye, if you will, of on their website, their website data, you know, what's working, what's not working and, and what adjustments they need to, to tweak and, and shift to, to get to where they want to be. And, and so I offered a package or a service and it was, you know, I think it was priced at $750 or something like that. And I said, hey, I will review your website and I will give you a detailed list of recommendations and suggestions that you should be taking to increase your conversions, increase your traffic flow and increase your revenue, right? And so I offered that at this event and I was like, you guys should do this. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I got one person to engage and I couldn't understand why they weren't 
um, why they weren't engaging and why things weren't working the way that you know I had anticipated. People should be getting getting on board with this. And, and at, when I got back from the event, I took a minute and I started to really review what I was what I was doing and how I was doing it. And the perception that I was giving was this was so incredibly valuable, but nobody could see the value from it because it was priced too low. They're like, well, you're going to tell me exactly what I need to do, and you're only going to charge me seven hundred and fifty bucks. People weren't able to reconcile the value that I was that I was articulating with the with the actual price point that 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 I was offering. And so the next time, you know, that I went back to that event, and I was like, I'm going to do the same thing. I literally doubled the price, and simply by doubling the price at that event, I was able to bring on ten times more people than I had the first time I did it. I and mean, that's that's a drastic jump from you know you know, effort one versus effort, effort two. And all I did was increase my pricing from there. And this is the best, the best business advice I've ever received. And the best advice I believe I give out, which is it's all about pricing from there. I, I, I added on services based off of what these people's needs were. And after doing that, I subsequently went from creating websites and sales funnels and online marketing platforms for you know, a couple hundred dollars to a couple thousand dollars to tens of thousands of dollars. And when I sold that business, because I kept increasing my prices, our, our baseline product started at fifty to $75,000. That is, and, and it's not that we are offering something so drastically different from our current offering or from the offering that I had started with three, four years prior. It was just that we were able to articulate it and, and show value and, and really say, hey, this is what you're going to get from from your, the, the initial analysis, you know, to the full launch and kind of delivery of your online marketing platform. So all I would say, you know, you can offer a product for $500. And if somebody's going to spend $500 on it, it's likely they'll spend $1,000. Now, I'm not trying to say, and I want to be very clear here, when we're talking about pricing, a lot of people get kind of eclimped about it because they're, 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 they're trying to say, well, I don't want to just take money from this person. I don't want to just take and take and take. I want to be able to deliver value. Value perception starts with the price point. You know, you're not going to go and, and buy a, um, you know, somebody who's going to buy, and, I, and I've used this example frequently, you're not going to go buy a Ferrari oftentimes and really be that concerned with the price. Most people who are going to buy a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, a Bentley, a Maserati, or whatever, they're not as concerned with the price. They know what they want and they have it and they have the money and they're going to make it happen. Whereas if somebody who's buying a, a Kia or a Toyota or you know any of the cars similar to that, and there's nothing wrong with those, it's just a totally different mindset. So when you start to shift your mindset and you start to pay attention to, from a pricing perspective, you know how do I attract, how do I increase my revenue, how do I increase my profits, how do I spend not a ton of money to accomplish it, and you know, what, what do I do to, to, to achieve that? You know, again, you, you can start talking to your existing customers because you've already gone over the hurdle and it really is a hurdle, you know, going from $0 to $1 versus $1 to $1,000. It is a lot easier to go from one to a thousand than from zero to one. So we're going to be digging into this a little bit more as uh, we come back from the break here in a couple minutes, but I just wanted to give you one more thing real quick. This is, again, you are listening to The Unshackled Life. I am standing in for Aaron Young, and this is on Voice America, the Influencer Network. When we come back, we are going to have a guest 
And uh, I'm really excited to sit down, talk with him, and, and really let you guys hear his story about running companies and organizations and, and some of the challenges he's had in uh, not necessarily just removing himself, but in, you know, managing transition. And so we're going to spend a lot of time talking about transition. And then the third segment, I'm going to give you, I'm just going to open it up and say, you know, that some of the things that you're going to get it when you listen to the third segment, uh, it, we're, I'm going to give you what my clients pay me quite a bit of money to actually talk about. And so make sure you stick around for that third segment. The second segment, we're going to be getting on here in a little bit. Before we go to break, I want to say this. If you're afraid to increase your prices, if you're afraid to uh, take that next step and say, what about more premium pricing? What about the opportunity to serve at a higher level, to add additional value? And through adding that additional value, I'm able to increase my prices. Um, I would say that the the gap between where you're at and where you want to be, that is a gap that you can close. And you can close that by by offering more service at a higher price point to the people who want it, because there are people who are always going to buy the lowest product, and there are just the same, always people who are going to buy the higher, higher tier products. So make sure you pay attention to that in, in, in within your existing audience. Um, so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and go to break. So my name is Ian Wynn. Uh, this is The Unshackled Life. I am standing in for Aaron Young. Make sure you come back. We're going to have a great guest on, and uh, we'll see you guys here in a couple minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash VA health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash VA health. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. 
Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. Hey, everybody. This is your host. My name is Ian Wynn. Uh, Aaron is out one more time, and one of the things, uh, well, hold on, let me go back. So this is, you are listening to Voice America. This is, as I said, the Unshackled Life on the Influencer Network. So thank you for being here if you're listening live or if you're listening to the recording. Uh, I am really excited for our guest. I'm going to go ahead and introduce Roger Duffield. He is the president of Intivate, which is a really incredible technology company focused on serving needs in the insurance space and the risk management space. So, uh, you know, we're going to get into that. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, his background, his experience. And and I just really want you guys to pay attention to uh, the lessons that we're going to be delivering. So, Roger, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Ian. Awesome. So, you know what? I, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for taking the time to be here. Um, my question for you is, um, tell me a little bit about Intubate and what you guys do. Well, we we are a we are right in between a risk management firm and a technology firm. We've been around about twenty years. We've we've started as a train the trainer in the area of employment liability, uh, and we provided a a uh, an, an anonymous reporting kind of a whistleblower line that doesn't sound too crazy today, but back in nineteen ninety five, it was cutting edge. Um, from there, we've started developing technology platforms that really uh, serve the industry very well. And we've uh, leveraged that to provide some online training, some customized risk management applications for our clients. And then more recently, what we've been doing is developing a, a full suite of data gathering tools that while we, it's really um, a revolves around the idea of an assessment tool, but it's much broader than that as so well. You, you you had mentioned something about you know, kind of the, the people assessment, right? Mm-hmm. And over your career, um, you have, um, I'm going to take a wild guess here, you've hired and fired people over the course of your career. Is that right? That would be a true <laughs> statement. <laughs> so let me ask, well, if you have um, twofold, one is what have you learned in the process of, of bringing on the right people? Because one of the things that the unshackled life is, is really about is making sure that you don't feel like you're uh, tied to your business and you're tied to, you're not able to go on this vacation or that vacation. You're not able to do these things. And one of the core areas that most people fall down with initially is, is on the hiring side. You know, well, either it's making the first hire or subsequent hires, uh, what have you learned in that space to say, you know, this is, you know, these are the mistakes I've made in hiring somebody. This is what I've learned. Do you have any recommendations for people who either are looking to hire people or even their first employee in, in growing their business? I, I actually do, Ian, uh, and that's a great question. And and there is no miracle methodology of doing that. But one of the things that I have found, um, once you get past the the basic level of competency, whatever level that may be, whether you're hiring a director or a first a first line 
um, employee or manager or supervisor. Uh, the one thing that I have, have found and I'm absolutely committed to is hiring people that connect with your vision. If they don't connect with your vision, they're not interested in your mission, I think you're, they're there either for the money or they're there um, temporarily. They're, they're, you're going to struggle with them lining up. And, and I've had um, probably about halfway through my career, I, I began to stumble onto that. And there were times where I made decisions not using that methodology and it always gets me into trouble. I'm, I'm, we're having debates with employees over their roles and responsibilities, how often they come into the office. And what I find, if people are aligned with your vision and your mission, they really don't have any issues with those things because you're all moving in the same direction. So if I was to pick one um, thing, I would make sure that I do a good job of explaining my business and also that they um, can get some energy around that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can't, uh, I have to say, I, I, I completely agree. I've, I've hired people, uh, and, you know, it's they may be really good at the thing they do, whether it's maybe they're an engineer or a designer or whatever it may be. They may be really good, uh, but if they don't, you know, it's the brand, right? If they don't fit with the culture, the vision. Uh, so, as opposed, I mean, that, that's high level, and I agree with it, but from a tactics perspective, um, how do you how do you ensure that somebody's actually aligned with your vision and your mission and that they are going to be that right fit? Because for me, the the hurdle that I've always had in any of the businesses I've started, it's it's getting over that first hire, that first full time. How do you what what would you look for? And and do you have certain questions or do you have processes or even technology that that you you leverage to help identify the right kind of person? Actually, what we do is is this is kind of an old-fashioned methodology. We pull out our Excel sheet, and we rate every candidate when we um, hire them. We go through, we have a number of questions, and and they revolve around our mission. They may um, include how um, people, some positions you need that they need to be very clear and specific Mm-hmm. on how they handle things. Other positions, you want them almost more, you know, I hate to say free-spirited, but you want them to have the auto- autonomy with their position. So we we give um, every question a weight, 1 through 10. Um, we usually don't have any uh, questions or, or skills or traits um, with a number less than five, and then we rate them one through five. And we give okay. we have each person that interviews them a number, but we only have one ten, and we always use ten as mission and vision. And so you can mm. begin to be very specific of how each candidate rates because they're not all going to be the same. And you, because you you have completed your thought process ahead of time, it's really a pretty objective um, program. So when you say you've completed your thought process, I really like this. So um, when you say you've completed your thought process, what is that? Is that you you have taken the time to think through this is how they should respond or this is the feeling I should have or this is specific, you know, so, actions? Yeah, so I, a good question. We look specifically at skills and we look at traits. and okay. And... Um, and we really, we're very specific. Do you know Excel? Have you managed people? Are you good at delegation? And give us examples. And then mm-hmm. as we're, we have multiple people interview them, and we're a small company, so we still have multiple people interview them. 
and we have each person rate them. And so if there's questions when we're done, we can talk about each candidate and, and be very specific. Like, where did you see that, you know, how did you come up with this answer? Um, mm. And then, but ultimately, I need to be clear with this process. This is great. It's a great process. Everybody um, that's interviewing has an opportunity for feedback. However, I would strongly encourage, do not let those individuals um, feel like they are hiring. Ultimately, if you're the entrepreneur and you're trying to get your organization up and going, you're the decision maker. And yeah. so you reserve that right while you may look for those opinions and you have a methodology to bring it in that you can rate and have discussions around. Um, ultimately, it is your decision. And so I've I've gotten in trouble a few times early on when I was doing this where it seemed like mm. the people that were interviewing had more authority than they really did. Mm. And so I'm like, all right, we need to eliminate that from the <laughs> You know, and, and, and I, so two things that you brought up. One of them uh, that, I, that I really, really like, and, and you didn't say this directly, but it's something that you just have inherently done, you know, by having other people uh, take the time to interview and, you know, give their feedback from a culture perspective, you know, as you're, as you're, you know, maybe if it's not your first hire, if you have a couple people as you're, you know, managing that culture, you're, you're helping, you know, grow it. You're helping give people the opportunity to feel as though they're, they're really a part of something that they have responsibility. They have buy-in, you know, giving them that shot to say, Hey, your feedback is important in a really critical area, an incredibly critical aspect of the future growth and, and the welfare of this company. You know, that's got to be, you know, and you, you probably have a you know, direct experience of this. You get, that's got to be empowering for the existing employees saying, hey, you know, I trust you. I want you to go and do this. And, you know, from a culture perspective, that's got to be a big win. Have you actually seen that? I, I have. I think the first time I did this was in a more of a corporate setting. And mm. even in that setting, individuals who typically were not in the interview process were invited in. And they took it incredibly seriously. And um, in this environment where I'm president of a small organization, we've done the same thing. We've, we've asked people to interview. Um, and, and again, they are answering very spe- specific questions. They're ra- mm. rating very specific questions. Yeah. So we usually, what we do is we develop a questions to get to those things. Mm-hmm. It's still free. It's still a little, it's still going to be a real conversation. It's not going to be, let's go down, check the box like a <laughs> robot. Um, yeah. It's still an engaged conversation. You just, as the interviewer, interviewer, you need to make sure that you hit your bullet items, but to be able to have those questions in advance are incredibly helpful. And it seems awkward at first. I'm somebody that lives a little more on the fly. And so it took me a while to recognize the value in asking the same questions to everybody while you're still allowing for that free flow of information. Mm, so yeah. um, I really like that and it's and it's been incredibly successful. So to getting back to your question, really what it does, it does empower those individuals where they now have, you know, they've bought into that person. They've had input on that person that you've hired. There's no more, oh, in my case, Roger, you know, why did you hire this person? I could have told you out of the box they weren't (laughs) going to be any good. Well, you know what? You had your opportunity. Yeah, right. So you missed it. And that's that's awesome on on a lot of levels. It really is. Hey, 
you know, we're, we're, we're a team, you know, especially with smaller companies, you know, we, 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 we are a team. We're all here. We're all pulling in the same direction. And, you know, here, this is another way, one of many, I'm sure this is another way that we get to show you that you get to experience internally, uh, that we walk the talk, right. That we're going to, mm-hmm. from our brand, you know, everybody's, everybody's a part, everybody's meaningful. And at some point, let's be honest, at some point that becomes too cumbersome Having everybody engaged, you know, or or more and more people engaged becomes, as I said, cumbersome, tedious, uh, and and really, you know, prohibitive. And so, you know, it's finding that balance. But I really, really liked what you said. Is you know, and so you know, any of the listeners, make sure you guys are taking notes on this because that that was gold. It's you get to have the opportunity to engage your existing team members. You get to have a wide variety, a spectrum of feedback from the people who know your business, uh, and and they get to. You get to get a lot of different eyeballs on, you know, what's taking place, how it's taking place, what's being done. So I think, you know, on, on the on the hiring side. So I think that's great feedback. And, you know, one of the things that I think you glossed over, and I know a little bit about your business. And, and so from a technology side, you know, have you guys, because I know you guys are, are, are a technology company and you guys do some, some really interesting things. Uh, on your platform, it sounds like your platform uh, could could be flexible enough to to manage some of this is is that accurate or am i a little off base uh, you're not off base so we we've we've created this assessment methodology where we can put in any type of assessment and rating scale um that we choose we have the ability to do true false yes no multiple choice answers and so we're actually engaging with a number of organizations right now um, that are really looking to leverage our our the assessment piece, the knowledge piece, mm-hmm. um, where they can evaluate an employee, where is their knowledge? And it can be a current employee. It could be somebody that's promoted. So if you know the responsibilities with a, um, with a job description, let's not be training them on things they already know, but let's not assume that they know everything. Let's identify and train on the areas where there's weaknesses or opportunities. So we also, that go what goes along with our assessment tool, we also have the ability to upload a, a video. So if mm-hmm. a manager chose, look at, I'm just going to do training once. I'm either going to do a video specifically for this training, or I'm just going to videotape when I'm doing a, a broader presentation, they can upload that to the system and allow employees access whenever they choose to. So we, we believe strongly in knowledge and education um, is a way to, to further our businesses and, and those that we work with. No, I love it. And it's, and it's interesting that, um, you know, when, when, and this is something we'll talk about in the third segment here in a couple minutes, we have uh, three minutes or so until break. So, um, you, what I'm hearing, it's it's you guys have the opportunity to be flexible, and it sounds like internally within your organization, and it's Intivate, uh, internally at, at Intivate, you know, and from a technology perspective, you guys have really created and really live by this sense of um, flexibility. Would you say that's true? I would say that's absolutely true. I, yeah. I think what what I see is a lot of organizations, even today's organizations that are using a lot of um, apps on their mobile phones and what have you, they're really a one-for-one. I can get the information for a single organization and see how they're doing, but to roll multiple organizations up, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of organizations struggle with that, and that's an area that Intivate has has always um, been focused on. And working with the insurance industry, you really have to be that way. It, it, yeah. it is not a one for one in that way. And let's be honest, who really wants to work with the insurance industry? <laughs> <laughs> right? You said that, Ian. I did not say that. Yeah, it was me. So, you know, before we end here, um, Roger, number one, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to jump on. I'm, it's, you've given a ton of valuable information. Uh, if you guys are interested in Intivate, go ahead and check it out. Um, what is your website, Roger? It is www. In the just like in the number two v a t e dot com i n the number two v a t e dot com. Awesome. So one last thing here as we're as we're tying up. Do you have any recommendations for somebody in the hiring process and the growing process? You know, what's the 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 main piece of uh, of feedback or or suggestion or advice that you would give somebody in thirty seconds? I would say take the time to be prepared when you're interviewing and be objective about it and not um, emotional about it. And I think that's where taking the time to be specific about what you what characteristics you need in that position, get them on a piece of paper. You'll be amazed that if you have that down, you may hit the person spot on. But without that, you're just going with feelings and you can get burned a lot of times. Oh, man been there done that i'm sure uh, many of our listeners have had that experience so <laughs> we all have <laughs> yeah right i mean if, if, if you've been in business if you've uh, hired people if you're if you've been a part of the growing process it is uh, it is uh, can be painful from sometimes so roger again thank you so much for for being here this is the unshackled life you are listening to voice america the influencer network we will be back in a couple of minutes and we are going to talk about flexibility and how to take your business from where it is to where you want it to be we'll be back in about two three minutes guys be sure to friend us on facebook you can do it right now Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. 
Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. Hey, everybody. This is Ian Wynn. I am the president of Chasing Limitless. You can go check out my website. It's ChasingLimitless.com. Uh, and, and what we're talking about today, what we're, you know, the focus, we've, we've bounced around a little bit. The core of this show, as, as you, the listener, know, uh, it, is, it is all about how to live the life, running the business, so, you're, so you are in control as opposed to your business controlling your life. So with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. I, again, uh, my name is Ian Wynn. I am standing in for Aaron as Aaron is off doing what Aaron does. He's speaking. He's growing his business. He's helping people all over the country. And so I solve problems a little bit differently, and everybody does things different. But you know, my philosophy is you know, we solve problems through, through growing your revenue, through identifying opportunities and relentlessly pursuing the opportunities that are that are delivering that the the kind of outcome that you're looking for. So with that being said, I wanted to talk about flexibility and I believe last week we spent a little time and maybe I touched briefly on the concept of, you know, the lean startup or kaizen. I mentioned both in the first segment and I just want to dig into that a little bit because through those processes you're going to experience the kind of growth that you're looking for uh, more quickly with less cost with, I'm I'm hesitant to say less effort because I really don't think it's less effort per se. Uh, But from my experience and the experience I've had with my, you know, past customers and current customers, it's, it really is, it's the smarter way to grow. So number one, if you guys you know, are looking to grow your business and either you're a technology company, company or a service company or whatever kind of company, I highly recommend uh, The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. Um, it is a fantastic buy. It is an easy read and it has powerful content. And so I'm going to touch a little bit about you know, how to run or how to operate your business, how to grow your business specifically by leveraging the Lean Startup methodology. Lean Startup is all about the minimum viable product. So if you if you ever read TechCrunch or um, 
you know, Fortune or Fast Company or Forbes. Um, you know, there's there's a lot there. Uh, and, and specifically when they're talking about technology companies, they, they, they speak oftentimes about the MVP, the minimum viable product. And that is critical to, to learn, to look at, and to pay attention to. So many people, and I know that this is something that Aaron talks about frequently, so often people try to be entirely ready. They try to have everything done. They, they try to do it all. They try to have it be perfect. Perfection is absolutely the kryptonite of successful entrepreneurs uh, or successfully running a growing business. Perfection, and now let me be clear, perfection is not saying deliver a subpar product. Not at all. You have to deliver and you have to deliver high quality products consistently. What we're talking about is, is putting your, your message, putting your product, your service, your, uh, your idea into the marketplace before it's perfect. Because in today's world, with the speed of technology, with the speed of change, with the speed of communication, you cannot know what the market's going to say. You can make best guesses. You can make assumptions. Uh, but you're not going to know for sure 100%, 100% of the time. Shoot, you're not even going to know 80%, 50% of the time. However, there's a way around that, and, and we call that lean. We call that what is the minimum viable product? Maybe that's not even a product. What is the, what is the minimum message we can put out there to start to test? So write down minimum viable product, and now write down testing. You know, when you're looking at how to how to grow your business and maybe you don't have a ton of cash or maybe you're currently you're, you're having a cash flow issue because you're in a specific quarter, or you have a, a, a unique challenge. It happens, it's business. So what you can do and an opportunity, let me say, that you can that you can leverage is to take an idea and put it into the marketplace. Um, what I've done in the past is using a 24 hour cycle. Um, you know, to, to at least put it into the market. And then after it's in, your, your, your review cycle can be, can be hourly, it can be daily, it, can, it, shouldn't, it should be short. So putting your minimum viable product into the market as quickly as possible and then, and then taking whatever it is you learn. So let me give you a real life example so I'm not speaking in uh, uh, nebulous terminology. I had a client, he was a doctor, he was out of New York, and he had this product, and it was a really cool product, and he really, really, uh, he really was passionate about what he had done. When he, when he eventually hired my, my company, we, he had already spent tens of thousands of dollars on a website, on product creation, on you know, mentoring and coaching, but he didn't really have anything. So he had a website. It wasn't great. He, you know, he had a product. The content was good, but the delivery mechanism was not great. And so instead of what we would have done, um, you know, if we were not operating under the lean methodology, uh, we would have gone, we would have spent, you know, tens of tens of thousands of more dollars, redid his entire website, redid the entire product, redid everything, and then spend more and more and more money to actually get it launched and to get people um, liking it. So that wasn't feasible. You know, it wasn't feasible and it really didn't follow our methodology, even though that's what he had expected. What we did is we took the first piece of, of the product that he wanted to, to, to get it to sell. We took the very first piece. We took a $1,000 budget. We spread the $1,000 budget over the entire month. 
from that budget, we, we spent $100 to stand up a landing page. We then took the other $900 and, and started three different marketing campaigns, each one starting at $25, very targeted to different demographics and different locations throughout the country. Based off of what we learned through that first $75 of, of ad spend. So, you know, if we look at that, we did it for, um, we did the first week, $25 uh, a week. So we're in, what, $175 of a $1,000 budget from month one. We were able to learn, based off of the landing pages we had created, you know, what colors were working, what button placements were working, what messages were working. We then shifted again. We went from three pages to two pages, and we increased the amount of marketing dollars we were putting to the pages that were more successful. We went from a uh, nearly 0% conversion to a 1% conversion in our second test. Again, we, we upped the ad spend to $50. We're now $275 in. You know, everything's good. You know, we're starting to get some, some opt-ins. Uh, we, we, we kept going through that process with making small changes, whether that was a button placement, whether that was size, whether that was pricing. We even did testing on pricing. And for the for the way that we broke the product up, it was a you know an eight I think it was eight or ten modules. We took we only redid the very first module, and because we knew once we started selling the first module, we were we would be able to based off of our timeline to complete the subsequent model uh, modules prior to them being released to the customer. Again, that's something I um, you know that we do frequently. It's you pre-sell. We're not going to get into that. Now, through this process, we're iterating. We're looking at the statistics. We're looking at the data. You know, if, if you're going to try to do a lean marketing initiative or a lean business growth initiative uh, and you don't have data, just don't do it. It's not worth your while. It's not worth your time. You're going to waste time, effort, energy, money, uh, because without data, you're not able to make good decisions. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, your gut is important. You have to use expert opinion. You have to follow your gut, and everything should be uh tinged or, or, or driven by the data, by the hard actions that you're seeing, specifically in online marketing. You know, if, if you're, you know, well, in, in every aspect of your business, as much data as you can gather, glean, and then use for your, for your purposes, the better. Uh, however, let's assume that you're, we're focusing on the online marketing aspect. So what we were able to do is that we were able to turn that $1,000 into, I think we turned that $1,000 into $3,800 in the first month. So that means we made $4,800 from that $1,000 um, within the first 30 days just by, and you know, a lot of it was sunk into, into testing. We, you know, we made mistakes, but we weren't sinking tens of thousands of dollars into a mistake. And that's so important to, to, to realize. So if, if you give yourself the time, which you should, to take a minute, take a day, an hour, whatever you can squirrel away, step back and look at your business and say, you know, where are we operating that uh, is a little antiquated and, and, and how can we start to use this specific approach to make changes? You don't have to make sweeping changes across the entire organization. You can make inc incremental changes, track the po progress of those changes, and through tracking that progress, just like you're tracking your online marketing, your online sales or your offline sales or whatever they may be, you're able to see the improvements taking place over a course of time. And, you're, and, and as you track them, guess what? You'll learn more about your business. And as you learn more about your business, your customers, your processes, you're going to see where there are inefficiencies. So 
leveraging lean methodologies, starting with your starting with a marketing initiative, a new product launch, uh, or or something of that ilk, and 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 you start to embrace that process as a whole within your organization, you can you can start to operate much more nimbly, right? And I, I I promise you that that we are going to talk about flexibility, and that's what this is. You know, it gives you the opportunity, the ability to be flexible because you're not running the 100-meter dash and then saying, okay, well, where did I place? Because you were running it with a blindfold on. No, you're able to run, you know, the first meter and then five meters and then, you know, a couple more meters. But you don't have a blindfold on. You're actually able to see what's happening, when it's happening, and you're able to make course questions because maybe if you're running the 100-meter dash and, you know, somebody's out in front of you, you say, okay, well, I need to, to push myself even harder because I see that there's something there. So um, that analogy works in a couple ways. And I cannot emphasize enough the, the opportunity you have to grow your business, to gain freedom through data. You know, we're talking about this is the unshackled life. We're talking about moving away from, you know, giving yourself freedom from being shackled to your business. From my experience, personally, professionally, with other companies, with my own businesses, through having the information and leveraging that information, you're able to make better decisions, you're able to make more decisions, you're able to, to, to not make certain decisions, so you're avoiding decision fatigue, and you're al- you allow yourself to be more nimble in a marketplace that in today's day and time requires that flexibility to be successful, requires the 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 um, your ability to make changes based off of what you're seeing in the marketplace. You know, if you're running an initial, you know, a, a marketing campaign or you're, you know, doing something of that nature and you see that it's not working, uh, you're able to, to shift and, and evolve. And I think, you know, that's something that, you know, no matter what size your, your business is, no matter, um, you know, what your business looks like, what you sell, you know, engineering your ability to be flexible with your time, engineering the mindset. If we go back to what we were talking about with Roger, you know, the culture that people are coming in with a mindset of being flexible and being nimble and, and not being stifled by, um, by perfection. Uh, you give yourself the opportunity to see so much growth and so much change and alteration with, with a way and how you do things in your business. So uh, I really want to say thank you guys for being here thanks for taking the time. Thank you for, um, you know, allowing me to be your guest host again today. My name, as I said, is Ian Wynn. You are listening to The Unshackled Life on Voice America's Influence, Influencer Station. Uh, Aaron will be back next week at the same time. That is 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern. You guys can do the math to figure out, you know, Central and Mountain Time. Uh, you have a fantastic day. Have a great week, and we will see you. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Unshackled Life. Be sure to join the unshackled owner, Aaron Scott Young, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a great week.